Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. are about to be spoken here on the extreme life of matt hardy presented to you by the ad free shows network and podcast Eat. i'm john alba joined as i am every single week by the broken one the woken one the spoken one himself mr matt hardy from the hardy compound this week what's going on buddy uh yes i am based out of the hardy compound this week i am not at dynamite there will be a package on dynamite tonight talking about our match and the build-up and this has been a really long rivalry that has been going on between myself and ethan page i think we are the core of it we're the nucleus of it uh but, but basically between the hardy party and the firm and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day so yes i am here and friday we are ready for the great wall as broken matt would say and uh friday is going to be a big day and we're very excited about this airing on aw rampage it certainly is we are in episode 70 of the extreme life of matt hardy how crazy is that it seems like not so long ago we were dealing with all those tech problems with you and jeff at the hardy compound for episode one right 
Nuts, episode 70, and we have a good one. We are talking about you and Jeff, Backlash 2009. But before we do, we are going to spend some time previewing the firm deletion and talking about some of the stuff going on in AEW right now. But I believe, Matt, I see another chair there next to you. Uh, there, There is. There is another chair. You know, it's uh, whenever we're at the Hardy Compound, there's usually going to be some surprise cameos. And I do have one specifically right here for today. I have a the the oldest son of House Hardy. King Maxwell. Bust onto the scene. Oh, doing the Rey Mysterio entrance. I love it. <laughs> I love it. On, Maxwell? Do you have anything you want to tell your people? Grape juice. Oh, boy. Grape juice. All right. Well, we are very excited to have King Maxwell on this podcast with us. And later on in this podcast, we are going to watch your I Quit match between yourself and Brother Nero. Tio, as the kids call him. Yes. Uh, Maxwell, have you ever seen that match between your dad and Jeff, the I Quit match? Never. You haven't. Let me ask you this, Maxwell. So the only way to win this match, and like just like you and Wolfie. Uh, you say I quit. Is to say I quit. So, would you ever say I quit to Woofy? Uh, no, I would just keep going. I don't think they'll take me down. <laughs> yeah. I think you have to quit first. You think Woofy would quit? Yes. Would you make him quit? How would you make him quit? With what kind of move? Uh, I don't know. Maybe one of my made-up moves. All right. What about the tornado move? Yeah, make that up. So Maxwell did this thing whenever we're out in the ring, he will grab Wolfie or Barty's arm and then he will like start swinging them around and he'll be like the center and he'll swing them around until they lose their footing and they'll like bust their ass into the turnbuckle or into the ropes or whatever. And he calls it the tornado. And he says it's one of his signature moves. And it's uh, a little more of a shoot move than a, uh, a wrestling <laughs> move, but uh, Maxwell makes it work. You should so show him some of the moves that Claudio does, the swing, the UFO spin. I think he'd be pretty uh, impressed with what your buddy Claudio is able to do. Uh, Maxwell, who is your favorite person in AEW aside from your dad and Tio? Who you like? Come on, spit it out. Jungle Boy. Jungle, Jungle Boy. Boy. Uh, that, that, I I had a feeling that's who you were going to answer. So they met each other in Raleigh and they hit it off real well. And I told Maxwell, I said, Jungle Boy has hair very similar to yours. Very much. Their hair, their hair matches up a lot. So they started talking about hair and Maxwell loves his hair long and digs it. And uh, he had a good time when he met Jungle Boy. I they love bonded. It. They clicked. Well, maybe you'll get a new click uh, going there with the Hardy Party and House Hardy. Well, we can't wait to see what is in store for House Hardy this week because it is the firm deletion. As people get this episode, it is coming up on the special early edition of AW Rampage, so make sure you set your DVRs. Hopefully, we'll be seeing it online as well. Yes. I can't wait for this match, Matt. I, I've heard there are some pretty high expectations all around. What's the buzz? What's the latest? What can we look forward to with the firm deletion? I, I feel like this firm deletion is going to be a little different than any of the other deletion matches that have taken place on the Hardy compound. I, I think we have walked a very fine line with this thing. It's going to be airing tonight. Originally it was promoted for being five 30, but I, I think now rampage is on at six 30 because it has changed time slots because of the playoffs. So I, I think we're going to be walking a very fine line where we're still going to give you the classic moments and entertainment of a hardy compound deletion match but we're also definitely going to fulfill the taste of 
pro wrestling and, and violence and some amazing athleticism within the match as well. We have eight insane athletes. We have some surprise cameos. Uh, I'm going to tell you, House Hardy is going to be lurking in the scenes, and I, and they would love, they would love nothing more than to get their hands on one Soakley Hathaway, especially as he's been talking so much trash about the kids and about my wife and about Senior Benjamin, all of House Hardy. So uh, I'm telling you, Stokely, watch your back when you're here on the Hardy compound. Yeah, Maxwell, let me ask you. Stokely Hathaway called you out personally. He said that he was going to get your Disney Channel subscription canceled. What do you have to say to Stokely Hathaway? Poopy Stokely. <laughs> Poopy Stokely. How bad do you want to get your hands on Stokely Hathaway, Maxwell? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It's pretty, 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 uh, pretty much uh, guarantees that he wants to get his hands on Stokely. Wow. Wow. Well, I know that there's one person in that house, aside from both of you, who would love to, and that is Mama Hardy. And uh, if I were Stokely Hathaway, I'd do everything I can to avoid an encounter with Mama Hardy. How's she I mean. Uh, for sure. I mean, I think Stokely is going to be running from all of the wrestlers, right? I mean, he's going to be running from a Matt Hardy. He's going to be running from an Isaiah. He's going to be running from a Hook. He's going to be running from a Jeff Hardy. But, like, if he happens to run into the house, I mean, the house is going to be full of members of House Hardy. That would be terrible. Something terrible might happen to him if he decides to do that. That's all That's all I'm saying. And, and, and by now, people have seen this. Um I took the remains of Vanguard one and, and dumped them into the lake of reincarnation, which was in the uh, countdown to the firm deletion part two. So we're hoping that uh, this great soldier, one of my finest warriors that we lost on the battlefield to that hole of the ass, Chris Jericho, uh, a couple years back. We, uh, we hope to have him back in action for the firm deletion. Is the bear still there? The bear is still there. You know, the bear in our house. <laughs> yeah, the bear that looks real vicious. See like what, what I'm afraid of. What I love so much about that is that the abnormal is so normalized in the house hardy that oh, oh yeah. Matzel had to be like, what bear? Yeah, oh yeah. Right. I, a bear I mean, in there, our there's room. legitimately an eight foot tall bear, which looks deadly, like you know, in, in our foray fourier. Uh and uh that's uh that's so funny that Maxwell didn't even think of it right off the top of the cuff. Uh, Maxwell, let me ask you this. I know all the members of the House Hardy bring something to the table, but I think the scariest one is Gothic Baby. Why should Stokely Hathaway be afraid of Gothic Baby? Scary baby. She's a scary baby. I think I think Gothic Baby will curse you. Oh, yeah. I almost feel like she's got some witchcraft in her vessel. You know, I think she could curse you. I think she's an old soul in a new vessel. That That's what I think. Because when she gets that deadpan look, sometimes she looks at me like that in the morning when I when I go in there to grab her. You know, she's a she's she's a tough character. She's definitely her mother's daughter, <laughs> even though she looks quite a bit like you, to say yeah. the least. But, but I, she 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 well, she has she has that personality and a little bit of that temperament too. Like she's cute and she knows it. If she's not getting her way, she knows that she can uh, she can play those cards. Mm. I like the sound of it. Maxwell, how do you feel about being a big brother to a girl? I know it's the first baby girl in the house. Yeah. What's cool about it? Uh, she's very nice. It's very different from boys, right? It definitely is. I feel like you're more protective of her more than anything. 
it's so great seeing all their interactions together. I saw the video you posted of Barty with the straw babies. I know that's one of your favorite things to oh my God. get a good pop he, out of that. He, he still says that. He still says straw babies to this day. One thing he hasn't changed, Maxwell, how did Barty used to say your name? Maxwell. 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 <laughs> and he said that forever. Then one day he just stopped and he just said, Maxwell, Maxwell. And what'd you say? Yeah, and he still wanted him to talk like a baby because it was well, so cute. I'll tell you what, I think Barty. He said masses. Oh, he did. Now he's saying it again. All right. Okay. I think I think Barty's just ahead of the curve, and he sees this an opportunity to sell some gimmicks off of this. Truthfully, so maybe we'll be getting ourselves a straw baby shirt over at boxagimmicks.com, which of course you can check out. You can see I'm wearing my Matt Fact. Matt Fiction shirt, one of our favorites like over there, boxagimmicks.com, among many, many others. We'll let this episode play out with our Let It Play Out t-shirt as well. You know, you got the goods over there. Matt, not only do we have the firm deletion coming up for AW, but AW, as as we tape this, did more than 40,000 pre-sales for this all-in Wembley show. Yep. Yep. Unbelievable number. What's your reaction to that? Uh, I mean, I, I, I felt pretty confident that we could expect 50,000 or so when it was all said and done. Uh, and, and it might surpass that quite a bit. I'm not sure. But the, the 43,000 mark in 36 hours, if I'm not mistaken, is what TK said, is uh, is really impressive. And I think that really shows AEW's power as a brand across the globe. Because uh, I know people are going to be making the the you know the the hike from all around Europe to come over there. I saw people from Germany today that were coming from Ireland. Uh, from Scotland, obviously, I saw a couple of people from uh, Italy that were heading there. So it's it's going to be going to be really really cool to to be it all out, and uh, it, it's definitely going to be the biggest house, the biggest attendance ever in the history of AEW. I also think it says quite a bit about the appetite for pro wrestling in the UK right now. Yes. I feel like the UK really got screwed with the pandemic when it comes to that stuff. Oh yeah, and the promotions really struggled overseas there. In the rebound of that, we saw the WWE Clash at the Castle show last fall did amazing numbers. And I think All In is it's going to set a standard for AEW. Could you see this laying the groundwork for a United States major stadium show for AEW? I, I could. I, I could see this being a blueprint for a uh, a major United States stadium show. I, I, I could. I really could. And, and I think it's one of those things like, you know, sometimes people – Talk about AEW, how their their audience just maintains usually around high 800,000s. You know, every so often we pop into the million, especially if there's a lot of competition going on or whatever. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Speaking of that, there's Gothic Baby coming with gifts. Thank you very much. Gothic Baby making an appearance on the Extreme Life. I think she wants it. Yeah. All right. Where's your mother at? Yeah. You, you better go check with your mother. Make sure your camera ready. I don't want to get heat over here. <laughs> Stinky and poor. But, but yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I really think that there are some people, you know, they go like, oh, AW's stagnant. You know, they, they get these numbers, they, they get whatever. And it's just, I don't know. TV is. Are you is talking about my other podcast or? Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Maybe, they, maybe they do say that. But, but, but I, I think once again, the demand, like some of the houses, that we've been doing. Take her out, please, Max, for a few minutes and just you can stay out with her. Oh, I see. She's coming up here. I guess she must <laughs> be on the camera when it's all said. All right, get okay. by. Thank you, Max. So just watch her for a little bit. We like the chaos. Oh, guys, it's a madhouse here. But in this chaos, is authentic. This is authentic. There is opportunity. Yeah. This in is chaos, authentic. There is opportunity. 
I agree. <laughs> I agree with that entirely. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, look, there are going to be people who say, well, it's stagnant. Oh, the numbers aren't moving, but this is tangible, the, the, right? The, the demand it's, it is tangible. And it's the demand for AW is still growing. Even the last few events and houses that we've had have, when it comes to like live events for these TVs, the attendances in the venue have been really, really strong. So it's, it's been doing well, man. And, and, and I think it's still growing. People are still learning about the brand AW. I mean, once again, at the end of the day, it's four years old, you know, so it, it is really just starting the journey and it's hard. It's hard for a wrestling fan not to compare it to WWE and WWE is just so much further ahead. Their, their brand is so ingrained mm-hmm. in global pro wrestling lore, you know, so a AW is doing a great job. And I think this is a very strong statement just about the power of AW and, and the AW brand and how there's such a demand for it, especially selling over 43,000 tickets in 36 hours, you know, in a brand new market, which is great. The last thing I'll tee you up on, and I know you're not entirely at liberty to speak about everything because of these circumstances, but we've been hearing these reports for months now that AEW is going to be adding this third show, Collision, which is going to be set for Saturdays. We've talked a little bit about it. But with that, the AEW Dark and Dark Elevation shows appear to be on their way out for now, and it doesn't seem like that's going to be a thing that's going to be happening anymore I know a lot of people on the surface will say, oh, well, they were just periphery shows. They didn't mean much. But I think you and I can both recognize that there was definitely value in Dark. And in your case, Dark was the lifeblood of keeping your feud with Ethan Page alive for so long. Is there anything you'd like to say about those shows going away? Yeah, specifically Elevation. I just saw this today. Like, you know, I didn't know. I, I had heard at one point they were going to take like two weeks worth of elevation and two weeks worth of ROH and then back and forth. But uh, that that's pretty demanding, especially if you have to take before and after. And like TK loves to fill up his wrestling programs with a, a lot of matches and a lot of content, <laughs> you know. So hats off to him. You know, that's that's what he wants to see. That's how he likes, and he's the guy, you know, that is uh, that is uh, paying the bill. So it, it works. Whatever he wants. Let's fucking go. We got seventeen matches today. Let's go. Yes, sir. One of, one of the most uh, hilarious things ever was just some of the nights whenever we would do a, a live TV and then we would have tapings afterwards, whether it was Elevation, Dark or whatever, and we would tape a few weeks worth. I mean, there there were mornings where everybody, every top star in the company was there until 2 or 2.30 a.m. in the morning taping. There was one time I was going out for a main event on, on one of the shows and the young boy said, can you believe this? They've got the legend Matt Hardy here till 2.30 a.m. in the morning going out to wrestle when he's already been on Dynamite and he's cooled down for five hours. This is insane. Uh, but it, it was wild, man. Every time we'd go back to the hotel, Tony would have full course meals for everyone. Uh, it'd all be set up. And, and, and the brotherhood of the locker room was so great during that time. Everyone hung out, did their things, and uh, it, it was really, really a tight, tight click. I love so uh, with dark going away. Is that a little bittersweet? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think once again, like dark and and especially elevation, which is what we typically did at TVs. Dark was mainly done now, like uh, in Orlando. But I, I feel like that both dark and elevation. I, I think it was a great testing ground, especially if someone wanted to try something new. If you had someone that wanted to experiment with some sort of angle or if you had someone who had started an angle and for them to get be able to supplement it on those shows. I, and, and, you know, for example, in the case of myself and Ethan Page, there were a lot of amazing things that we did on those shows, which I would imagine would be in the package that aired 
on Wednesday uh, on Dynamite. You know, it was, it was supposed to be kind of a story of the whole program and everything coming together. So uh, it, it it is a little bittersweet because I think it's good too to have guys that might not get big wins and matches on TV to be able to you know give them wins and and spotlight them on those programs as well. I think it's a it's a good spot for those guys. So yeah, it it is uh it is moving on, but apparently there's a new deal that's been signed and uh and everything is going to be uh, exclusive to Warner Brothers Discovery, I guess now of their programming. Which is good for the company, AEW. Right. Is that is that what you understand, John? Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. So yeah it seems like that would be an excellent route for AEW and that's more money in your pocket, so I'm sure the roster's got to be happy about that at the end of the day. Yeah, man, Dark was a great platform. I mean, I've had five people that I've managed on the indies appear on AW Dark, and I just think that's the coolest thing ever because Tony's a big proponent of that and big into mm-hmm. making sure that the indies have guys seen and girls seen, and some of those people have gotten signed, the Action and Dreddy. You know, those those people, it's big opportunities. Well, I, I mean, uh, Tony Khan said from day one, he, he said that Dark is his you know that's his developmental territory that's how he develops talent he said he has guys come in he said that he looks at them and you know as opposed to sending you know someone to uh an nxt and you know pay them and have them work there for a month and try and teach them your style while doing that i mean they they come in he basically sees what they are uh he would give them feedback you know maybe try and work on this try and work on that whatever or the people underneath him would not specifically tony but then they would go out in the indies and they would do their thing and then they would come back and do another dark and there are a lot of people that got hired through that process so yeah it, it was it was a pretty i feel like it was a pretty uh a pretty wise form of developmental i would agree with that now you got ring of honor in your pocket as well to work with so lots of good stuff right. Going on over there, we are talking about the time that you faced Jeff Hardy in an I Quit match. And before I can ask you about that, Matt, I have to ask you first, please hit us with a Matt fact. Matt fact, Matt now partakes in hot sauce because of the Rebbe. So you weren't a hot sauce guy. I, I, I was not. I wasn't, I wasn't very big on hot sauce, but now like, uh, you know, I, I started dabbling in it a little bit, and especially like anytime we get Mexican, when there's some rice and beans, I'll put the hot sauce all over. Mm. And and before I just like I just wasn't crazy about it. It didn't, it didn't uh, make my experience better, you know. But but somehow now I have learned to enjoy the experience. Are you a hot sauce guy, John? I, you know, I'm all about that. I love yeah. some spice. I I don't care even with the acid reflux. I'm about the pain is part of the path. I'm about it. Hey, you know, I've got a bunch of different hot sauces. I've made my own hot sauces. I'm all about that. Maxwell, you're shaking your head. You're not a hot sauce guy. You're a hot sauce you guy? Are. Well, you got to say no. Use your words, dude. No, I'm not a hot sauce guy. Why don't you like hot sauce? I don't know. Just too spicy. <laughs> too spicy. I think we've made our own one. Too spicy, too hot, right? I think we've made our own one that isn't like hot sauce, but like pepper juice. It's really yeah. spicy, Mama said. She made that, right? Yeah. She well, she she, she yeah. does. We used to have a garden. We picked uh, peppers, and then we put it into this jar, and then we it's been sitting in that jar for years, and now it's really spicy. Apparently, Mama said. I mean, these, these Puerto Ricans, and I mean, you're part Puerto Rican. I mean, these Puerto Ricans love their spices, Maxwell. You know, so her her and her and Senior Benjamin, you know, they're they're all about it. Yeah, we call that we call that picante. Yes, <laughs> that is picante. Rebby Hardy is a little picante yes. uh, most of the time. And hopefully we'll get an appearance from Mama Hardy a little later on here. 
Think Let's so. get to it, Matt. We talked all about your WrestleMania match available in the archives with Jeff Hardy. And now we have a chance to actually dive into the fallout of that because your feud did not end there. In fact, the night after WrestleMania 25, you are involved in a 10-man tag for the ages. It is billed as a WrestleMania all-star match. John Cena, CM Punk, Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against Chris Jericho, Edge, Big Show, Kane, and yourself. The babyfaces get the win, but my goodness, man, this, in terms of star power, has to be one of the craziest matches you've ever been a part of. What do you remember about that? I, I remember all of the Hills wanted to interact with Ricky Steamboat, and I think everybody wanted to, to, to sell for him. They wanted to get chopped, or they wanted to take a crossbody. Everybody was super excited to, to interact with Ricky Steamboat in this match. He came in and did that WrestleMania match with Jericho and the other legends were there. And, you know, Snooker was what he was at that point. Piper was what he was at that point. But Dragon got in there and he tore it up with Jericho. What do you remember the sentiment being like when Ricky came back in for this run here? I mean, it it, it was great for him to do that appearance. I mean, he, he'd been around doing some agenting and producing and stuff at that time anyway. And he'd always worked super hard to stay in shape. Even when he did his technical, technically considered last match, it was at Dorton Arena a while back. I was on that card. I actually wrestled Crowbar on that show. Uh, he looked great in that too. It was a six-man tag uh, where he was in there with FTR. But like uh, Ricky has always been one that has, has taken care of himself and, and stayed in shape and, you know, uh, God willing, uh, his health was good enough that he was able to do that and like call it his last match technically. But he he was still great. Being an older guy, he busted his ass and he worked so hard and he was so excited. He was like a, a little kid whenever we were wrestling. After we had the match with Jericho and that ten man tag we had, it was so enjoyable, so much fun. And uh, some pony uh, was very nice. Uh, oh yeah, he was nice enough to give me this. Uh, that reminds me. You're right. That's right. Tony, the guy who helps us out with live appearances, actually gave Maxwell this. This was uh, signed by Ricky Steamboat. Oh, look at that. For those of you who are watching on the Matt Hardy brand YouTube, that is yeah. awesome. It's a it's a personalized uh, Pop Funko. And uh, he gave it to Maxwell. And Maxwell said, uh, no, I don't think I can have it. He said, no, it's okay. He said, I want you to have it. He said, you did real good. Maxwell, you know, he made a town with me, you know, went to the convention and we hung out all day. And he went around looked at some Pokemon cards. And it was so cute. Every time someone would come up to sign, Max would say, hi, I'm signing autographs today, too. And he would just let them know, you know, and he was ready. And and we'd already determined myself and Rabbi, we're going to get you an eight by 10 and then we'll have some for you to sign. right? Oh, yeah. Put this back. That was smart, Max. Well, that, that, that was a great mention. I loved how you're paying attention. They'll sell a lot more eight by tens than I do at conventions. I promise you that <laughs> Maxwell King Maxwell knows what's up. But uh, uh, for you, the macho man, Mark to be in there with Steamboat. We obviously know all about the WrestleMania three match and everything yeah. that just had to have been so special for you. It, it was, I mean, I, I, I was a huge fan of Ricky Steamboat too. I, I remember, I loved the series that he had in Ric Flair with Ric Flair back in 89, 90, you know, the Russell war match and, and whatnot, when they had that, I think the, they had three different matches that were all excellent. They're considered to be some of the best matches of all time. Yes. Yeah. They, they were all so great. You know, and then there was obviously the deal that he had with Macho Man at WrestleMania 3, which that a match I love so much. And then I, I thought it was cool even when he came back to WWE and he had that like over the top dragon gimmick where they had him wearing the outfit and breathing the fire. Still always been a huge fan of Ricky Steamboat. And it was so cool to, I, I'll tell you this, when I went to school at UNC Charlotte, uh, I, I learned that Ricky Steamboat had a gym out there. And I was just so excited. And I was like, if I'm going to go train anywhere, 
I'm going to Ricky Steamboat's gym. And I went out there and I got to see him a couple of times. He rarely came in. Abe Jacobs, an old wrestler too, ran it. And I actually got to talk to him and know him a little bit and told him I was doing some indie wrestling. And it was so cool to run to Ricky Steamboat. Then I got to tell him that you, that story years down the road that I actually signed up and I decided to train in a gym, which was his gym, just because of my love for him and pro wrestling. Well, that was just a match that they got out of the way. Again, the baby faces get the win here, but... Uh, and you weren't involved in the finish. I should I should make that clear. We get to SmackDown, where you are cutting a promo. You say that what well, we saw at WrestleMania, uh, it was an all-time WrestleMania moment when you beat your brother in an Extreme Rules match with an extreme twist of fate. And you said that Jeff was an extreme disappointment, that for years you had been the other Hardy, but no more. Is that the case? And you wanted to offer an olive branch of sorts. You wanted to give Jeff a chance to apologize for letting people down. And that if Jeff didn't apologize, then he would leave the ring strapped to a stretcher and he will never wrestle again. And as Jeff hits the ring, you escape. But holla holla. Teddy Long, SmackDown GM extraordinaire, says... We got a draft coming up, but not only do we have a draft coming up, I'm going to be the ones calling the shots. And later on tonight, playa, we are getting a Hardy versus Hardy stretcher match. What I got I to tell you, I was blown away. He didn't say, and I'm going to put you in. Let's have a tag team match, playa. You didn't go one on one with the Undertaker, Undertaker quite yet. Yeah. Quite yet. Yeah. Because we'll get I, to I, that. I think you materialized that, though, at that moment. <laughs> Uh, what do you, we've never, we haven't talked about Teddy long all that much on this show. What what would you like to share with people about Teddy? I, I, I get along great with Teddy. I, I love Teddy. We, we would have our little shtick that we would do whenever we interacted with one another, almost like, uh, my, myself and Ron Simmons, we got a little shtick we'll do with each other. Um, but T Teddy was a great guy, man. I, I enjoyed him so much and enjoyed, uh, enjoyed his company. And he, he was just a super entertaining guy on top of all that. So we're putting a stretcher match on free TV. What do you make of this decision? I I, I think they put myself and Jeff in a, an environment that we could excel in, which I, I thought was a positive. And uh, we just came off this Extreme Rules match at WrestleMania. So I, I felt like we needed something that wasn't just a regular match to continue this thing. And I, I think they wanted me to keep the momentum up on Jeff, especially because they were going to, to push me as hard as they could as a heel and see if I could get like legitimate heat through all this, especially past this angle. And I, I feel like the the circumstances of, of a stretcher match were, were okay. I, I didn't mind it. It was a different match that I think could really highlight myself and Jeff's strengths. Did we know that we are getting a blow off match at Backlash at this juncture? We we did. We we knew that was happening at this juncture for sure. Okay, uh, you do end up winning. This stretcher match. Jeff does a swanton off the top rope, lands on the stretcher. You smash him with a chair. You push him up the ramp. You cross the line to win the match. And then eventually you kick the stretcher with Jeff on it. So it rolls all the way down the ramp and collides with the ring. Leave it up to the stunt man. Uh, was that a Jeff Hardy idea? Uh, that was specifically a Vince McMahon idea. Vince, Vince specifically wanted that. He wanted me to win. And he said, yeah, just push it like this. Be a real dick about it. That was specifically a Vince idea. And Jeff was like, Oh yeah, sure. Cool. That sounds great. Let's do it. You know? Uh, and, and it, it, it did, it did come off very prickish. I thought you got to feel pretty good at that point about how you are being 
portrayed on TV as a player here, a major player. Uh, this is the first time that, yeah, V1 did very well in its own right as a heel, but you are a top heel on WWE programming with this feud. How were you feeling about the way that you were presented? I was happy with it. I was happy that they had enough confidence in me to give me those wins over Jeff. I knew we were going to the bluff eventually, but we had already started talking during the process of following that stretcher match. You know, there were plans in place that if this continued after Jeff got the blow off win and like went on to do his thing that, you know, me possibly working with John Cena, especially if I still had heel momentum. So that was that was really exciting as well. What was Vince taking away from this program? Was he happy with the results he was getting out of it? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and and this is the this is the first time in my career where I really was all in at, at trying to be a hill, I think. Whenever I first did Mattitude version one, I, I feel like there was a part of me that still knew I had to be entertaining because I still had to I still had to kind of keep up with Jeff. And I knew Jeff was just such a such a beloved act who was loved in 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 every capacity, you know, whether it was his personality, the way he act, the way he wrestled, everything about him. So like I, I felt like I, I wanted to be a hill, but I felt like I could be a hill in an entertaining way where I could still like people like I got to see this Matt Hardy version one. What's he going to do tonight? He's so funny. He's so entertaining. I was looking for that because I, I definitely didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. I didn't want to come out and try and just be a straightforward heel and then become like a boring heel that people don't give a shit about. You know, I, it was really important to me that I, I, I maintained entertainment value at that point. But fast forward to this feud, like I, I kind of had this fan base that was loyal. They were going to follow us wherever. And, and now I was, I'm doing this thing with Jeff and I like, really fully committed to like being a hill in this deal. And and I felt confident in doing that. And I think Vince could really see my effort in, in trying to, in a very confident way with conviction, be a full fledged hill, someone that people are trying to boo that has no redeeming qualities. I, I really did my best to relinquish my fear of being an asshole, you know, and just, just go out and be a straightforward hill. And also when you're a character like V1, that is very much a mid card heel character. And I feel like when sure. you're a mid card heel, you almost have to lean into the entertainment aspect. Like that's what the mid card is, right? The mid card is kind of this great combination of entertainment and action. And you get these great workers that work in the mid card, but there's this very entertaining aspect of them that you always walk away from one of their matches. You're like, man, you know what? That was one of my favorite matches of the night. And whereas in the main event, you're typically much more, story driven and focused on the gravitas of being in that upper card that made right. it and, and you don't get as much of that uh, wink and a nod ness does that make any sense what i just said it, it does i mean because like once again at the end of the day the main event are the people that are supposed to be drawing you money and they're supposed to be the more serious issues that people are really invested in more than anything else it's not uh, it's nice when it's entertaining and, and I think that's beneficial to it. But at the end of the day, it needs to be like serious rivalries that people really want to see a, a strong conclusion to a definitive conclusion to. And, and a lot of times the competitors that are in those spots are, are pretty serious and pretty straightforward because they're, they're, they're kind of carrying the company. Maxwell, how much matitude do you have? Do you have a lot of matitude and a little matitude? Matitude was one of my things. That was one of my gimmicks. Little V1. 
I was Matt Hardy. I was Matt Hardy version one, and I had all the Mattitude. You have Maxwelltude. Maxwelltude. You don't know. He doesn't know. He's stumped no. by this. He's stumped. <laughs> he's he's not he's not fully he's not fully educated in Mattitude yet. Well, fortunately, he's got the archives at extremehardy.com in which he can right. go check out all of our stuff that we've talked about. Uh, Mattitude, he's not in his head. He knows. You, you go over to extremehardy.com, you can check out the Matt Hardy V1 episode. But there's also, Matt, the fantastic archives with our friends at Fight Plus because Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment. They're now offering a free seven-day trial at tryfight.com. Fight Plus is packed with premium live events scheduled over 1,000 hours of live action every year, a library of more than 4,000 hours on-demand plus exclusive content. You can find a ton of John Alba content there. You can find Matt Hardy content there. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give them that free seven-day trial, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com, T-R-Y-F-I-T-E.com. Who knows, Matt? Maybe we'll be seeing uh, the Hardy Boys Jr., on mm-hmm. fight one day, Maxwell and Wolfie Hardy. It's very possible. Maybe Hardy Boys. That's what I used to call you. And I think now I've switched up to the Hardy Boys second gen. The Hardy second gen. You know what that means? Uh, second version. Second generation. Close enough. Yeah, second version. B2, if you will. B2, yeah, indeed. So who knows? Uh, a lot of the AW programming airs on fight TV. So uh, maybe you'll be on fight. Who knows, Maxwell? Very well, good. AEW's there, Ring of Honor's there, Impact's there. So many great companies. Make sure you go check them out. They're big supporters of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. You can find them once again at tryfight.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Let's keep things rolling here, Matt. You win this stretcher match, and then on April 13th, you get drafted to Raw. So is that kind of telling us here that the end of the feud and the program with Jeff is on the horizon? Yes, I I think so. Uh, and, and and the plan always was to end up go to end up going in separate directions with us as both the singles superstars. How'd you feel about leaving SmackDown? You know, you went to SmackDown after the Edge feud. A lot of people thought you you might have maybe should have been the one that walked out on top in that edge feud, but instead you go over to SmackDown, you make the most of it. You have this fantastic run with MVP in the United States championship, this program with Jeff. Was it a little bittersweet being drafted off SmackDown? Yeah. I, uh, people really like SmackDown. I, I think there was SmackDown was uh, kind of like the sentimental favorite to a lot of people because like raw was definitely Vince's baby. And it was a flagship show, so he was very hands-on with that. And I feel like people could get away with a little more on SmackDown, even like myself and MVP did. Uh, Vince had a vision for Raw, and he knew exactly what he wanted to do. SmackDown, it was a little more – there was a little bit more wiggle room in there to do do your own thing. So, yeah, it it was a little bittersweet to be leaving. But also, I I did know if I was going to continue my path as a single superstar, uh, it's better if I'm on a separate show from Jeff. That's always been Vince's – feeling i know about it since day one he's like it's hard to push two hardies 
as single stars on one show because it'll get confusing. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, it, it might might be possible, but that was definitely Vince's mentality. <laughs> Can't have two Shane Helmses because, man, they'll confuse him with Shane McMahon. No, well, yeah, you can't have a Shane Helms because they'll confuse him with Shane McMahon, yes. You can't have anybody with the same name. <laughs> oh, that always has popped me for some reason. Who was the main showrunner at that time for SmackDown? Obviously, Vince is overseeing everything, but is Michael Hayes kind of the one leading charge there? My, my, Michael was, was pretty prominent on both shows at that time. Um I'm trying to think specifically at this time who the head was specifically there. I am trying to recall. It's not, several, I, I, I want to say it might, it might even be Ed Kosky. I was going to say, is it Ed Kosky? It, it could have been Ed Kosky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kosky was part of creative there for a really long time. Uh, Bruce Pritchard was out of the equation at that point. Uh, Kosky sounds like that might be the answer. So anyway, you get drafted to Raw. And on that episode, you defeat CM Punk via DQ when Jeff runs in and he actually interferes. And Punk seems kind of miffed that Jeff cost him the match. Uh, was that some teasery as to what was to come later in the year with them? As we know, we've covered this on this podcast. They would have a pretty prominent feud. No, that, that just that happened to be happenstance. Oh, so Punk and, just happened yeah, to be a little pissed. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had no idea uh, that was going to be going on later at that time. That, that definitely hadn't been you know, wished into reality at that juncture. Also that week on the same taping, you faced the undertaker on superstars, which is wild. WWE had just launched superstars. The very first superstars. Yeah. It was the very first one. This was on WGN. They're bringing out the heavy hitters and they, they need a big match to draw. And Matt, they, they give you the nod there to go one-on-one with the undertaker. Yeah. Tell me about this match, man. That's, that's a hell of a nod that they're going to put you in that spot. You end up, losing via count out after you walk away and then Jeff comes in, throws you back in, you eat a choke slam. Right. That's a that's a pretty big mention for you to be in there with the Undertaker on this inaugural show. It was cool. I mean they, they really had high hopes for the superstars whenever they first launched it. And I, I know they wanted to make it into a a bigger deal, you know, than some of the old shows or the old superstars. But as as we all know, you know, history, it kind of went the same route eventually. But they they did have high expectations in the beginning. And I remember they said, like, yeah, we want to give them a huge match. Let's do Matt Hardy versus Undertaker. It'll be great. It'll be great. Let's go. What was Taker like to work with at that point in his career? You and I have talked about this. I feel like Taker was legitimately putting on some of the best matches of his career at the point. He had just come off the Shawn Michaels WrestleMania. Right. How would you feel where he was at that point? I, he was, I mean, he was, he was great to work with. I enjoyed working with Taker. And at that point, our relationship was, was really good. Uh, and he was really open to doing things. I remember uh, being, being a hill. He let me put the, what is called the leech most recently, uh, that submission hold on him. And he was, he was down to do that. I mean, he, he was really open to do, to do a lot, lots of stuff. So I, he was very enjoyable to work with. That's a big no- nod for you, man. You, you get a chance to face him on this big show and that takes us into SmackDown, where the big show defeats Jeff Hardy. How about that? You're ringside. Jeff goes after Big Show. He blocks Whisper in the wind, knocks him out with a right-hand punch. After the match, you enter the ring, and you slap the unconscious body of Jeff. You drop some elbows. You drop some leg drops. You got a smirk on your face. You put your foot on his stomach, and you raise your arm to celebrate. That is... uh. That is some pretty heavy imagery there. And 
for Big Show to just kind of knock him out. Intriguing booking. What do you make of it? Um, I, I think Jeff was also, he also suffered from that being so over his face that nothing could hurt him. And I, and I feel like Vince's mindset in this was like, it's the big show. He's a very legitimate, credible main event player. He can knock him out. And then it gives Matt the opportunity to be a real piece of shit heel and, and take advantage of him at the end, especially leading up to what was going to be our blow off in a few days few days or a couple weeks paul white someone we actually haven't really talked about a whole lot on this podcast it kind of right. blows my mind we haven't someone you're still working with today right aw what was your relationship like throughout the years with him and working with him as part of the hardy boys or even as a solo guy uh it, it was great uh it, really 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 good there's one story he tells a lot which is so so funny uh i wrestled him on a sunday the main event of a sunday night heat right this is right when uh, Jeff and I were doing single stuff right before I was about to turn Hill and do Matt Hardy version one since they have Mattitude. And I, I was giving him, I said, hey, can I do a moonsault body block off the top turnbuckle? I, I think this is the point where Jeff was, they really wanted to push Jeff. He was building towards his Undertaker thing and he was over and I'm like in the best shape of my life and I'm having great matches and um, I feel really good about where I'm at in my personal career and I'm trying to kill it every night to go out on Sunday Night Heat and just, you know, really show people like why you need to go with me, why why I'm a good selection. And I asked if I could moonsault body block him off the top. And we did the moonsault body block. And, and you can see the footage back. It's a little, he was maybe a little far. I was a little short, whatever it may be. And I still like hit my knees into like his upper chest, whatever. And we went down. He caught me great, took care of me. But I know he's told the story to my governor. I said, remember that time that we were on heat and you did that moonsault off the top term? We said, I had to reach out and grab your ankles and then pull you on top of me just to save your life. And not you would have landed on your head. And I was like, well, okay, that, that's. Little revisionist history. <laughs> that's 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 a little exaggerated. I actually I I, I see that clip a lot. <laughs> that clip pops up every now and then on my you know on my on my feeds. Uh, but yeah, I, he he he's been great. He's been great to work with at AAW too. I can go out and buzz him on like the story of whatever we're, whatever we're doing. This whole thing with the the Hardy Party versus Firm rivalry. He's been really good at trying to like hit points and when we were getting along like selling. Oh, I, I don't know. I think they're friends. They're on the same page. It's good. And, he he really gets it from that aspect. I feel like if you make that transition from an in-ring wrestler who's telling stories to being a commentator, it helps you out greatly as far as telling the stories of other wrestlers in the ring because I feel like it gives you a bit of an advantage because you know how to like translate not just the story from the match you're telling, but also from the physicality and, and the actions and, and the interactions. I think he has unfairly gotten a lot of shit from a lot of wrestling fans because of how he was booked over the years, which is no fault of his own. Right. He was very inconsistently booked in WWE. And I think there's a lot that he contributes to the industry. What from you, what you've witnessed have been his biggest contributions to AEW? I mean, I, I think he's been really good at working with big guys. I've seen times where he'll grab, you know, like a, a Wardlow or a Hobbs and like say, well, think about doing it this way as, as a way for a smaller opponent to get you down, which obviously you know, th there were times where people had to chop him down, especially when he was the big show. And nowadays in pro wrestling, that that has to happen a little more because it isn't the the day of the the big lumbering giant. You know, that that's not where we're at in pro wrestling. It, the whole style and size has shifted and evolved. You know, and people have to adapt to it. And I, I think he's really good at, at planting seeds in 
some of the bigger guys' minds, some of the guys that are bigger and more muscular, uh, about having creative ways to be chopped down a little bit or or to sell. I, I think that's he's that's a that's a great benefit he he offers those guys. You think Vince took him a little for granted? Maybe. I mean, I, I think Vince kind of takes everyone for granted to to a degree, except that one top guy. You know, I mean, like Vince usually has like one person. He kind of puts his eggs all in one basket. Um, and, and that's kind of the guy he's trying to like, you know, put the company, you know, put the company on their back. He's trying to do everything right. he can to elevate them. Bless you, Maxwell. You know, I was just thinking about this. The way you've moved so much, your mother would have kicked you out by now. <laughs> just try, 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 try and be still. Just enjoy. Even 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 if it's not your content. Um, but but you know, I I think Vince would take like one person and try and build the company around them, so to say. But then if he saw someone else that got hot or he wanted to cycle them out and change them, he he would, but he's always looking for that one key figure to kind of try and build the company around. And I think besides that, if you're unless you're like an undertaker, someone that's been there for your entire career or Shawn Michaels, whatever. I feel like most, most other people that are like doing great stuff, even if they get like red hot or white hot, you know, like Daniel Bryan, for instance, when he did his thing, he got red hot. I think a lot of these guys, Vince probably takes for granted because he just feels like they're interchangeable. I just think that Paul got really overexposed by Vince where he was this really special talent coming in an athletic seven plus foot giant coming in. Right. And I mean, I don't have to explain this to anyone who's watching or listening to this podcast. You saw how he was booked over the years. He'd be a world champion. And then the next year he's the new year's baby in a diaper. And that's, right. that's how that guy was booked. And I just always felt like, and plus is always the meme, right? Big show always turns. He turns every week. Oh my God. Yeah. I just felt like they really did a disservice to him, but it seems to me like he's kept a pretty good attitude throughout the years. Yeah. He, I mean, he has, and I, th- I think it's also once AW, once AW started, and once it became real, and it was like an alternative place that people could go to work at. I, I think that was one of the first signs where Paul White was just like, "All right, well, let me let me try this other place because I've kind of, you know, I've kind of had it here, you know, especially." The way they th- there was some kind of promo that they had done. I don't even know what they it did. Is. A, they did a Legends night, and the Legends basically yeah. cra- were crapped all over the entire. Yeah, night. Mm-hmm. yeah. That that I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to Paul White. Understandable, because listen, Paul White, he's a legend, and he got himself in some amazing shape. I mean, he is literally in the best shape of his life right now, and he looks fantastic. And Matt, I've got an inkling as to why he might be in the best shape of his life. Well, I do too. I'd already asked him, and I knew the I knew the uh, the answer in advance because he's taking his AG ones, Jonathan. He is taking his AG ones, Matthew, and the reason he's doing that is because he knows with one delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing seventy five high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, yes. superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports Paul White's gut health, his nervous yes. system, his immune system. His energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. Have you seen that dude's six-pack? He has abs. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of his system, he has a big system to take care of and keep healthy. So AG1s is doing the trick for him. Because AG1s are lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. They contain less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything, while still tasting good. And they support better sleep quality and recovery. And Matt, 
boy, do I need that because I feel like I had a single Matt Hardy week this past week where I was oh, making boy. all the towns all over the country. And uh, boy, I could use a uh, this is this is a shoot, by the way. We're getting off a pontoon boat in Nashville and all of my buddies are totally hung over and, I, and <laughs> they're just like they got no sleep. They look like crap. I go to them, you know. If you head on over to athleticgreens.com forward slash Hardy, you can find an all-in-one nutritional supplement that's going to help you feel great. Because the reality is, Matt, tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. So it's of important course. to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body's actually going to absorb. And AG1 is a small microhabit with big-time benefits. It's one thing that you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. If you had been taking AG1 when you were King Maxwell's age, imagine... You'd be a superhuman right now. I'd be a superhero right now. Are you kidding me? And I really wish your buddies that were hung over, they should hit the, your stash of AG1s. It would have kicked out. It could have <laughs> kicked out, Mansell. Because I was one, two, kick out. <laughs> well, I juice. was I was kicking out then pinning down this past week in Nashville and San Francisco and Fresno. And I had my AG ones with me because it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. To look out for your health and to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D. And how many free travel packs with your first purchase? Five, Cinco, five, Cinco, five free travel packs. King Maxwell, how many free travel packs? Five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. like this. You know, uh, you know what five is in Spanish? Cinco. Five, cinco, five, cinco, five. Hit it. Five. C. Cinco. <laughs> five. C. <laughs> five cinco. There you go. Five cinco, five cinco, five free travel packs. You know I had them on the road with me this past week, as should you. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash hardy. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash hardy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, guys. Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. An all-new edition of The Insiders is here as Conrad welcomes David Zaudi, the man behind so many iconic video packages WWF fans grew up on, including one that left Vince in tears. You got it. And Conrad, I swear, I walked outside the studio and Vince was sitting down on the concrete floor, crying hysterically, just saying thank you. Thank wow. you. Thank you. I went up to talk heaven. He says, good job. Can't wait to see it. Fifteen minutes later in the stairwell, Vince is still sitting down in a different spot now crying saying thank you thank you jim johnston created the soundtrack for generations of wwe fans with some of the most iconic themes in history jim sits down with conrad to take us behind some of those classic themes including the ultimate warrior and then i recorded that and then just over that you're just doing you know it's so simple but that's what felt like him. Hey, that's just a small taste of what Ad-Free Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why Ad-Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right. Sign up today 
at adfreeshows.com. So, Matt, holla holla, Teddy Long books you versus Jeff in an I quit match for Backlash. And you're happy about this. You say you're finally going to make Jeff say the two words that will make his fans turn on him, the two words that will erase him from his world. I quit. Why was it such a big part of this story in trying to utilize the fans against Jeff? We talked about the you people promo, but it seems like you're leaning into that authentic audience connection that Jeff has that we talk about all the time here. Yeah. I mean, I I think there was a, a, a very, very blatant jealousy you know, that they, they just really made me resent him for being so popular. And, and I just wanted to take those people away from him. And I was going to do whatever it took. And, you know, maybe in the warped mind of the Black Cloud, Matt Hardy, that's kind of what I was calling myself, even though we didn't go there during that period. Uh, I, I feel like in the warped mind of Matt Hardy, if, if I make him say I quit, then those people are going to turn against him. And then maybe they'll support me. Who knows? But but I, I feel like that was probably the the core of our whole issue he had always been hysteric historically more popular than I have. And that, that fan base that he has, they, they don't understand what they're getting. It's, it's a facade. It's not real. You're, you're just seeing something that isn't real. And and I'm trying to convince them all and change their minds that he's not real and, and you should abandon him. And I feel like that's kind of like what the story was. And, and I won them on my side when it was all said and done. Now the next night you're working on a European tour match with him. By the way, you win all these European tour matches, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. But things go a bit awry. A little excerpt here. PW Torches James Caldwell reports that Matt Hardy needed stitches due to an eye injury he suffered in a match with his brother Jeff on Thursday night. The match was a street fight. It took place in Cologne, Germany. JR mentioned it briefly in his latest blog entry. It doesn't sound like Matt will miss any time due to the injury, but we do see you on TV with a black eye. Do you remember how this went down? If I am not mistaken, in these matches we had, there were no DQ matches. I want to say there were street fights. Street fights. Uh, so we used all those objects. I want to say that Jeff uh, gave me a leg drop with a chair underneath his leg. I, I want to say he like jumped and like the chair was either on my face or he held it underneath his legs like Sabu would do and, and dropped it on my face. Uh, it just caught me like right where it's really easy to bleed. Right on your uh, eyelash there, like, you know, where boxers get sliced and cut all the time. I, I got one of those, which it wasn't bad. Just got a few stitches in it and, you know, rubbed some dirt on it and, and kept carrying on. Kind of makes you look even cooler as a heel, too. Yeah. You know, as, as all the old times used to say, it's good for the business. People would go back there and they'd get their face slashed and have to go, oh, don't worry about it, kid. It's good for the business. <laughs> you know, this girl will be good for the business. Well, on SmackDown, you and Kane face Jeff and Punk. It's a tag match in which you roll up Jeff for the pin. So you are 3-0 and against your brother in this series going into the pay-per-view. What do you think of that booking? And uh, my follow-up to that would be, why the hell does Vince McMahon love roll-ups so much? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I thought the booking was good because, once again, it it it, it gave Jeff Hardy something to obtained he he had to overcome something and it, and what he was overcoming was the fact that he couldn't get one over on his brother who was obsessed with him and would do anything take any shortcut to win a match so the fact that he was doing that uh and he was finally going to get that blow off one day down the road i i think that was all great so i i was very grateful that 
Vince put me in that position to have all that momentum to let me be dominant over Jeff until that blow off scenario. And, and I think that was his mindset behind it. And then even beating Jeff at that time. Oh, look at this. We have more cameos. Now maybe Kathy maybe is camera ready. This is like perfect timing too, by the way. Yeah. So then I, I feel like Vince does roll-ups like that because he feels like it, it looks like a fluke win and mm-hmm. someone's not beating with their finish clean. I, I think that's why he does it. Uh, I, I don't think he necessarily loves roll-ups. Uh, I, I think he loves fluke wins, what seems like to him fluke wins, and that way it keeps people more strong. That that That's kind of what I think his mindset is. Well, now that we got the house hardy here, I think it's time to watch this match, don't you? It is, yeah. We, we might as well. Look at this, guys. We got the house hardy in the house. We got Rebby. We got Maxwell. This all ahead of the firm deletion. This, this is called synergy within the That's program. Why. That's why we're here. Oh, yeah. Okay. House oh. hardy getting ready for firm deletion. Looking fondly back on family memories. That's what it is. Hey, what, anything, anything you want to say about the firm deletion? Um, no, I don't want to stooge anything off. Well, of course you're not. I mean, it happens tonight. I mean, in anticipation for it. In anticipation. Um, I mean, I know you're going to be in this house. What it, if, what it if... was like two weeks of preparation and they left trash everywhere. Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I spent two weeks cleaning this dump and then they left trash everywhere afterwards. Uh, they they cleaned up a lot. My though. favorite part is when I cleaned up everything and stored it into like little rooms. And then I said, leave the doors open. And then the final shot is all the doors open and you see all this trash in there anyway well then we did just what you said because you said i said leave the doors open no leave the doors closed i'm just saying you said that accidentally okay well i'm (laughs) close i know well i see we got gothic baby here as well we do i don't know how much she's not are you interested are you interested yes actually my favorite part is gothic baby can i say that Gothic baby we'll is see. my absolute favorite okay, so okay, yeah, maybe we can say that. Of the firm deletion. Okay. We, we can say that at one point, Gothic baby, and she will be strongly represented. I mean, it's her house. You can't show her house. her house and not expect, you know. Of course not. But anyone who loves the A Day in the Life of a Gothic Baby TikTok, uh, they, they will be extremely entertained by her, mm. her uh, interaction <laughs> in, in this match. That's called crossover. I like it. It is cross. It is major cross. <laughs> hey, All right. TikToks get more viewers than uh, AEW. I'm just kidding. No, they really do. <laughs> you get more viewers and listeners than the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. I promise. <laughs> that. So, uh, but but we are very excited to watch this I Quit match. I assume you probably haven't seen this match, Rebby. Uh, if yeah. not, okay, perfect. And Maxwell told us he hasn't seen it before either. So we're gonna get your reactions. If you're watching on Peacock, guys, uh, cue up the cock. Go on over to 56. 10 that is going to be that's our bit rebby we say it every time yeah cue up the cock i'm sure you love that during your late night text combos yeah yes (laughs) 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 that's what matt and i text it's just the time smiling at his phone you're talking about chewing up the cock I get it, buddy. I get it. No, the best part is he's like smiling at his phone. It's like 1 a.m. And you think it's some some hua and it's me, Uh, which is equivalent. (laughs) And I am wrong. And and you ain't wrong. Right. Exactly. Exactly. NWA. That's how we do things around here. (laughs) You're like the Matt Hardy. All right. 5610 is the time code. We're going to press play in five, four, three, two, one. Begin. The handsome Justin Roberts. In the ring. I like that sign. I want Hardy to win. I like, yeah. I like your yeah. style. It's a safe bet. You see that? 
He yeah. says he wants Hardy to win on the Sun. Which My one? gut says Hardy will win this match. Yeah, I'm saying, but it won't be the Hardy that was on WWE programming. It'll be either Matt or Jeff. So is there a, do I get a backstory here? Or am I just cold watching this? No, no, no context. Well, I, just... I, I just there's Tio. Look at you see? Tan. Okay, I see you. Uh, so we're just coming off the WrestleMania 25 win where I beat him in an Extreme Rules match, which shocked everyone. I, he had all these accidents happen to him, and I was the culprit behind all those things. And then uh, we had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania 25. I beat him. The following week, I beat him in a stretcher match, and then I beat him in a whole bunch of tag team matches on a European tour, uh, or sorry, uh, singles matches, street fights. And uh, I beat him in a tag team match right before this, pinned him one more time. So he hadn't beat me over the course of like a month. So now he's trying to, to he's beat me. He's going to beat you then. He's, try- he's trying to beat me. The way you're setting this up, you're like, but, and this is, he hasn't beaten me for 17 months. Well, I'm just trying to stay factually <laughs> correct. And, and then uh, and, and then this is like a big I quit match. So the only way you can win this match is to say I quit. And I feel like if he says I quit, finally all these people that love him so much still turn on him. Neither of you are. You're the most two most stubborn people I've ever met in your life. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. She's not wrong. Know, how does this end? Because nobody's saying I quit. I already know. To that. be fair, Rebby, Maxwell said earlier. Maxwell said he would never say I quit to Wolfie. So. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I know. Hey, uh. Uh-uh. We got gothic baby. Okay, bro, we get it. How many? There's four turnstiles, right? Like, what? How long is this going? <laughs> oh, he's, he's over, you know. I mean, look. I think we should take solace in the fact that Matt Hardy actually won some matches here. It's a it's a nice change of pace. <laughs> there you have it. Here okay. he is. Here we go. Look at this. What about that look, Max? Look at this piece oh. of shit. There, there we go. Matt Hardy. Oh. There you <laughs> Listen, it's okay because in our relationship, I went from really skinny to really fat, and he did the opposite. We switch oh, hot. What? <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate. Why are you mad? Did he bust your face? Why is your why am I mad? Yeah, he oh. did bust his face. He did bust. He looks swollen in your eyebrow. Oh, I did. Well, I just but on the week before that on in Europe, he did split me open. So what happens? So for those unaware. And yeah, that, that that was the original Broken Matt Hardy yeah, jacket. Do you know that that jacket was the original Broken Matt Hardy jacket? Look at them curls. Look at them curls. They are curly. Yeah. What about my look there, Max? What do you think about it? Action figure. Is that a young John Cone, our referee there? It is. That is a young John Cone. His son is a tag team champion. <laughs> You're right. Who's his son? Don't you remember that Nicholas that did the thing with Braun Strowman? Maxwell has a picture with Nicholas. Okay. Yeah. Maxwell and him took a picture, like looking at each other. Like Maxwell's yeah. like, "Bitch, I'm gonna get you one day." <laughs> and he might. Yeah. So here, here we, we go. go. This is a pay per view. Yes, this is a backlash. I told you to win. Yeah. So who is more mad? I guess he's he is more mad. Uh, we're both mad. I I'm mad that he is popular. And that he took me for granted that I was the brains behind the operation. And he just, you know, he was very happy to be the rock star and he didn't care about me. It was all about him. He was selfish. That's my mentality. And I think with him, he's just like, well, he's a real piece of shit who tried to blow me up in pyros. He tried to burn my house down. He did burn my house down. He killed my dog. That was uh, that was in the uh, in the story, you know, I still say that on TikTok. I still get that comment to this day. Why did Matt kill Jeff's dog? And I'm like, wow. Well, so that's, that's why. That's why Jeff's mad. So you're mad, and he's big mad. They should yeah. listen to the extreme life of Matt Hardy, and they would know the answer to that question. Yeah. I, I like. I like the start of this match here, Matt. I like Jeff coming out 
just house yeah. of fire and you know there's a little bit of wrestling but there's some brawling too you powder out which you've been doing all feud long i think that's a good way to kind of wrap the storytelling here yeah yeah we were uh we, we definitely had to start with a brawl we were way past wrestling at this point i like the rainbow hair reminds me of wolfie it is it is very wolfy yeah Max was very mad, and Wolfie's very Jeff when it comes to hair in this match. Using the stairs for poetry in motion. I like that. Nice poetry. So why don't you have any... Uh, where's Shannon, or is he done? by the Oh, this was, he's long gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was back in 2002, 2003. Oh, okay. This is 2009. Jeff, mingling with the fans a little bit. Again, mm -hmm. that connection that we always talk about. Surprised me to start dancing. Just leave you hanging and start dancing. <laughs> Signature move. That is his gimmick. Man, I love seeing the Evie. The arm straps in the crowd among the fans. Oh yeah, they were they were they they were like that during during this period. They were a number one selling item. We just brought those up on the road the other day. What? My collection oh, yeah. of uh, Jeff Hardy arm sleeves. Yeah. yeah, when when Maxwell made the town with us. Yeah. You always remember your first town. <laughs> oh. Right there, the, the refs asked me, said, man, do you give it up? Do you give it up? Do you quit? And yeah, so for those who have never seen an I quit match or aren't familiar, the referee is going to hold a microphone to the wrestlers and say, do you quit? Is he mic'd? Does he have a mic in his pocket? How does he do it fast enough? He will grab the mic. They'll, they'll, they'll hand the mic into the ring. So, unfortunately, due to copyright, we can't go audio up for you. I would love to. Yeah. Unfortunately, we cannot. I just feel like a match like this, right? Tag team partners, dead-ass brothers. You've got to know his every move. How, how do either one of you ever hit any move, ever? Well, the first few times we wrestled, we did we countered everything. So we got to that point where now we're just uh, we know each other so well, we're thinking ahead of the other one. And that is a great point, Rabbit, too, from a psychology perspective. Yeah. When you're putting a match together like this, it does almost. I, th I think that's part of the reason, too, Matt, why there has to be more brawling in it, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. The unpredictable nature. So funny seeing Jeff putting on like a sleeper hold. It's so out of his will box. Into the corner there goes Tio. Maxwell, what do you think of Tio here so far? Thumbs up. Yeah. Can you use weapons here, or is that a different kind? Yeah. Of, is anything goes. Okay. Yeah, this is anything goes still. That's kind of actually the point when you start to elevate the stakes of this. You get the weapons involved, and how you know how much will they withstand? How much can they dig deep through? Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, you have to beat your opponent into a you know a state of submission. You know, where he just says he doesn't want any more. I kind of wish this was one of those on a pole matches. What would you put on the pole? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, grape, juice. grape juice on a pole grape there you go oh there's the mic okay there's the mic also grape. i feel like if you're the ref you've got to feel really dumb right like you're roughing a jeff hardy match and you've already seen him do all these crazy like extreme things and like he gets thrown out of the ring and you're like did you quit yeah. <laughs> are you done <laughs> korean barbecue on a pole 
And then, then he comes to me. Hard on a ball. Yeah. Hey. He comes to me. Says, I know you're the guy that will not die, but do you quit? <laughs> oh boy, the Hardy family jewels in jeopardy here. Oh no. There's nothing for you to say. Oh no, not no. Oh no, about it's not yours. Mm. <laughs> for the knee. Yeah, I was gonna say there's that's a mutually beneficial item there. I, I'm late enough for the both of them. Huh? <laughs> Maybe that's why he's got only girls. Mm. Look at you, like a modified figure four here. Mm-hmm. Rebby, what do you think of him in the tights and not the kick pants? I think he just looks like an action figure. That's like he looks like a little toy. That's all I think of. Like, because the, the I mean, the body on the toys too, and the way his legs are. Like, it just it just looks. I've only ever seen that in toy form, really. So he just you do kind of look like action an action figure. figure. <laughs> the tight pants. It's cute. You need to eat some more rice and beans, though. Fatten <laughs> up a little more. Yeah, get some more behind. My, my math fact was about you today that I partaking hot sauce because of you nice so yeah i put it on rice and beans i did nothing for the wrestling business yeah i like it on eggs too <laughs> what do you, why did you do that I, I did that was unintentional sorry oh okay what's your okay. favorite way to eat eggs what's your favorite way to have eggs mine yeah uh my, my probably my favorite thing's an omelet but i mean i would I say thought you would have said fertilize <laughs> <laughs> oh very good very good very good my favorite type of egg is the shell, like you know, like you boil it and you hard boiled eggs. Yes, yeah, yeah nice. hard boiled shell, not the yellow. Yeah, you like you like the, the white. Yeah. You like the protein. You're very health conscious. By the way, Matt Hardy and I got our factor meals this past week. Oh, yeah, she was there when I was factor meal. She's she already she took claimed some smoothies. Three of the smoothies. smoothies good oh, they were so good. Yeah. Factormeals.com forward slash Hardy 50 promo code Hardy 50, 50% off your first you know, I gotta tell you, I, I had one here that I drank, and Maxwell, King Maxwell drank half of it at least. Love it. Probably more, probably three quarters. This isn't even an ad. We're just saying this arbitrarily. Yeah, all right. Uh, you know, I, it's that, that, uh, the, the leg there. Knee action. It's like making me cringe, really. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I feel like everything else is kind of hard to work, but like, knee stuff is just like yeah but i love that psychology that's that's like that's like basic great heel psychology like rick flair was the master of working knees you're you're digging into a lot of flair influence here even how you're doing the figure four pounding the mat with the back of your uh elbows i mean that's great stuff thank you uh jeff and i we were big fans of the Kurt Henning, when him and Bret Hart did the thing, we was kicking his leg out, and Kurt Henning was doing the backflip off of it, landing on his head. We loved that so much. Thank you. That was heavily inspirational to both of us, especially if we're working on a leg. We always try and get the the spots in. I always get a crack too out of the uh, way that you reverse the figure four. Oh, you turn it over, reverse the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is a pretty pretty funny moment. So where's the crowd right now? Are they split or is the, everybody got a favorite? They it was really it was really tough. Even like going after this, like well, wait, real quick, man, not to cut you off. Yeah. If you just saw the crowd, you see the crowd now, they're looking in another direction. There's actually a fight going oh, on yeah. in the crowd right now. Yes. Yeah, I actually, and we were just told that. And I, I did this on the fly. Like a shoot fight in the There's crowd. There's a shoot fight in the crowd going on. What the That's what the crowd about? drunk people. Hmm doing their thing so, so this is all improv right here 
Uh, yes. Whenever I, whenever I stopped him there and I, and I hooked this on. Yes. So because they were, they were trying to clear the fight, stop okay. the fight, get those people out of here. So that is being communicated to you. Yes. John Conehead. Interesting. People over here pay to see a fight and they're over here looking at the crowd instead. Yeah, again, this big hearty blow off. So 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 I th I think now it's done and we're back to action as usual. So you, you gotta keep wow. in mind. So so the referee's got an earpiece in where he 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 gets information from the bat from Gorilla. You know, he's being told, like, wait, there's a fight, tell them to to stop, put a hold on, sit in place before you get back to action because no one's gonna be watching. That's basically the mentality. Anytime there's like a fight in the crowd or some sort of big incident. And then we get back to our stuff of me trying to work Ooh. over. Me. This is gnarly. I like this. God. That's so crazy. Because like my, my, my goal here in doing this from a, from a psychology standpoint was to, you know, J Jeff's main weapon is this one time bomb so if i take out his leg he can't come the ropes that's kind of what i was hoping that's for. open that's half open and it was a good image too that's close go to oh, the top you. thank you sweetheart good things never happen when you all go to the top matt oh thank you all right i'll just set it over here down you go oh oh a whisper in the wind with the hurt knee hopefully he goes back to selling it immediately <laughs> Hopefully. Um yeah, it, it uh, long match. The uh the 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 crowd was good and I I feel like too because it was different because it was an I quit match and as I told about told you before, yes, mm -hmm. Evie, I'm going to tell him too. I'll tell you also. Uh I I was really working hard to like be a, a die hard heel like with no redeeming qualities and also if that meant like I wanted to keep the action going and like keep the pace up, but I also wanted to like really chop him down and like really work over his knee and like make his knee seem like it was in, in jeopardy to a degree. And like, you know, it's great that we're doing a little bit of a comeback for Jeff right here because the crowd needs that at some point. They can only take some of the other stuff for just a, a certain amount of time. A clover leaf. Yeah. Wow. Can't say I've seen that in the Jeff Hardy arsenal. Now I don't like this, Matt. You're submitting, which is a form of quitting. Yeah. Wait, what? No, but you you had to say the words "I quit." You had to Look say that. the oh, words so "I quit." You tap, it doesn't matter. No. That that was just done to be a, a chicken shit hill. You know, like he would have lost. Like, what a what a what a pussy. You know, as opposed to saying "I quit," he's still tapping. But you had to actually say the actual words "I quit" was the only way we could lose this. Like a tap did not count. Has was, there been no. I quit matches before this? Is this a thing? Yes. There have been I quit matches before this. Yes, there has been. What, what, was he supposed to hit the twist of fate there and it just went awry and they did it again? Or was that on purpose? Uh, I, I think so. I, I, I don't even remember that in all actuality, but I mean, that's the only thing I really think could have happened then. That was very random. Yeah, that was, was very random. Swanton. I only think of Maxwell when I see a Yeah, Maxwell, we, we've been seeing all those videos on social media of him trying to practice his best swanton. Hopefully we get to see one soon. What are you going to call your version of the swanton bomb, Maxwell? Are you going to specialize it? So we see one. Maybe the danger bomb. 
Danger bump. We got one. We got two. Oh. I'm a big fan of symmetry and the rule of thirds, especially in wrestling, but symmetry in particular. So I liked seeing two from him. And now we got the Extreme Rules match at WrestleMania. So how do we top it? Well, we with got the this good match with the water bottles, with right? With the Gatorade. Oh, no, don't let Wolfie hear that. I mean, don't let Barty hear that. There's no straw babies there. Yeah. Uh-oh. We want tables, Matt. Tables are always going to get a pop. You know that. Yeah, they they were chanting, we want tables, if I'm not mistaken, at one point in this match. There we go. Send up the table. Thank God we were going there. Feel like we're in the last chapter of this match here. For the first time this entire feud, Jeff finally has the upper hand on you. It it, it 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 was pretty funny. I remember where they they asked if Jeff had a hold he could grab at some point in there. And just like, oh, I don't really know. And I, I, I want to say it was like Dean Malenko that actually, this is me with a twist right here. It was Dean Malenko that sh- showed him that version of the uh, Cloverleaf there. They just said, oh, okay, sure, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. That'll be fine. That would make sense because I was going to say I never saw him do it again after this. Yeah, he, he didn't. Yeah. So, so far, has anybody come close to saying the words? Like, has anybody said, like, uh, I, uh, I may, get into that? I, I think that's I may have the yeah. swan times. I'm not yeah. sure what I said. And, and I feel like we're in that part of a movie now where the villain, you know, the hero is going to win and the villain is on their last limbs. And now you're just waiting for that kill shot. Just, uh, imagine, uh, imagine Whoopi doing this to you. Watch this, Maxwell. Imagine if Whoopi did this to you. Watch what he's doing. What do you think he's going to do? Tying into a table? He's got rope and he's got like tape. gaffer's tape? What tape? is that? Take me to a table? Duct tape? That is duct tape, yes. Tape in so, his legs. Oh, duct tape in me. <laughs> duct tape! John Cohn's trying to get your attention, but you're just Johnny so out of it. Duct tape! Look, uh... Trying to like push out and it will roll off the table. About to put you in an episode of Saw. <laughs> See, that would be a smart thing, Maxwell, for him to roll off the table. But should have. You're right. <laughs> I wish I'd been thinking about it. Now, I want to say this real quick, Matt, before we see what's about to happen. Like when you take your arms and your legs out of something like this, I mean, your arms, especially in wrestling, are so important because, uh, forget even hitting moves, but from a protection standpoint, they are your best friends when you take that out of the element i mean you're leaving a lot of things up to chance here we were um and even him tying this we we went over this (laughs) this is somebody's fetish i just know yeah his Uh, name was vincent kennedy (laughs) mcmahon i i can't i can't tell you this vince vince he, he vince didn't think the uh taping the hands together was a good idea and in hindsight looks like he was right he might have been, uh, but, but Jeff Jeff was positive that he could land right on my chest. He said, "He said I'll either land on your chest or I'll land on your legs when we break the table." He said, "But I won't hit your hands." He said, "I'm confident about that." So you're begging him right now. So I'm I'm begging him. I'm begging him. And now we won't be able to hear what you're so going to say. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell yeah. you I'll tell you what he what is going on here. What what is happening? So they're bringing me Mike. Like it's it, it is a great scenario though. Like look at me. Like I'm looking. 
He's pulling that ladder like I'm. My hands are taped. My feet are taped. This is good though. I like this. I like this. Like we're seeing the faces. Yeah. The uh, the 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 facial reactions, and I'm just like, don't you you don't want to do this, Jeff? It's like a magic show. How long this is taking? (laughs) I feel like he'd do. I wish he'd do a little pose or something, like magician's assistant. Bunny comes out. Comes in. Next trick. I'm just saying, Jeff. I was wrong. I, I love you. I love you. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> my expression. So then eventually, and he's just like, no more talking. Just say I quit. So he. Well, wouldn't, I'm sorry. It'd be more meaningful than I quit. Um, that's what most people ever want to hear. That's okay. Well, now you're yeah, getting fight. So, I think I think we'd kind of uh, we we were past the. Uh, Tell us what you're saying. Here. So right here, I'm saying I'm saying, mom. I said our, our mom in heaven. She wouldn't want to see this. She wouldn't want you to do the move. She wouldn't want you to do the move. I said, our dad is going to kill him if you do this move. You you can't do it, Jeff. If you do this move, it's going to kill our dad. And he's just like, as opposed to saying I quit. And then eventually when Jeff doesn't back down and acts like he's not going to do it, and I just go right here. And I go, this is what I'm telling him. You know, our parents wouldn't like it. They It's going to it's gonna kill our dad. Our, our mother wouldn't wouldn't want it. She wouldn't want it. Don't, don't break her heart in heaven, Jeff. Don't break her heart in heaven. I was putting it on deep. And then eventually uh, he's just still going to come. And then eventually I cursed you after this match. <laughs> and, and, then, and then eventually go, I quit. I quit. I quit. Oh. You all, you said you wanted to go back to being the Hardy boys tag team too. Yeah. All that. All that. Oh, I mean, I, I did. I did, everything I, I did everything I could to try and talk him down. So you just said I quit. He's uh, not yet. No, no, I haven't oh, yet. You, oh, I thought you said you did say. He's I about. To, he's about to say. That's it. where I get. I mean, I, I, I don't remember. Hey, you just said it. There you go. You just said there. it. You I just, just said I quit, quit right there. I so said, Jeff- Don, I quit. I quit. I quit. So Jeff starts coming down. The people start booing. They start booing, right? And, and yep, boom. <laughs> <laughs> They're going nuts. Everyone's going crazy. Yeah. Now, <laughs> on the surface- I like how they give you so much entertainment. <laughs> well. Rebby, on on the surface, that just looked like Matt going through a table, but something much more significant happened out of that Matt. What did something poke him in the did the metal poke you or what? No, he he saw my hands. It broke my hand in two places. It broke your hand. Yeah. Oh, so he landed on your hand. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, what you said about my mom? Uh, yeah. Wow. What the hell? So oh, Jeff gross. Hardy. Where's it broken? Uh, it, it was it was broke through this area in a couple places. Oh, Did you know immediately it was broken? Yeah, yeah, I I I I knew I knew it was I knew it was messed up. They are going nuts for him. Wow. Oh, my favorite part was you being a little bitch at the end. That was the you, you. We should go back and let's do it with volume. You would really like it. I was I was a I was a mega bitch at the end. You gotta you gotta be feeling good. He just leaves you bitch. I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to like. Like I know, you, I know you're in pain, but like that is the big emotional blow off to your story, and it got over. I mean, how were you feeling about it? Good. I, I was pretty happy with it. I'm sure it, that deal that if he wouldn't do the twist and I was like taking it, and he ran off. I'm sure that bummed me out during the match. Uh, but 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 overall, I was pretty happy with it. And just still, we were we were trying to conduct a, a match that wasn't like a standard extreme hardy boys match you know i was trying to like wrestle i was trying to like take his knee out i was trying to make him submit in every way possible uh and and, and take out the knee so i mean I, I thought we had a good story and we had a good deal and and i, I really like the finish 
with how it came off. He hit me with Swanton or Swanton, several twist of fates, one on the floor, and eventually gets me on that table. And then, uh, you know, he tapes me up, ties me down, and, and goes up and pulls my punk card, especially when I'm trying to, like, bitch out of it. That's funny. You know, Was and, it the most difficult match you guys ever had? It, you know, it's it it it, it, it kind of was. I mean, it wasn't, like, necessarily our style because typically you would do much many more submission holds and try and make the guy say i quit in that way you know that that would be the traditional way of doing this match so it was different like that but also i really enjoyed it as kind of being out of our comfort zone and mm -hmm. doing something new me, me specifically you know and i think i think jeff did too but but we really dug the finish and we were super happy with how the finish came off and it's it's the classic bad guy getting their comeuppance right at the end of all this sure. the bad guy got his ass kicked and the yeah. good guy walked away like at the end of every Western and everyone's happy. Everyone goes home happy. Rebby, how yeah. many stars out of five are you giving that match? Uh, uh, I would say five just for the end. For sure. Yeah. Just thank, seeing... you. Thank, thank you, Rebecca Meltzer. <laughs> oh, wow. We got a good ass match from Alex. Alex wants to know, is this when you began to show signs of brokenness? Get it? Because <laughs> you broke your hand. Uh, we weren't we weren't quite there yet, but uh, I but I did show a little bit of brokenness, obviously, with uh, my hand being broken a couple of places. Yeah. Will wants to know, was this your favorite match against your brother? No, it, I, I enjoyed this match. I, I still say my favorite match against Jeff is the WrestleMania 25 Extreme Rules match. I mean, that was like our dream as kids growing up. Like, what if our two two big things that we want to accomplish? What if one day we could win the WWF, WWE World Tag Team titles just one time like oh my god then we've done it that's all we want to do and the other thing was like we want to wrestle each other in wrestlemania you know on on a wrestlemania card and we were one of the marquee matches that year so that was that was really really cool and shadeth wants to know what was the feeling backstage with management and other superstars about this awesome match uh they they, they were they were they were happy with the match i think they were happy with the match they were disappointed that uh i got injured in it and it suffered the broken hand but uh, as you know, the next day I went and got a cast and then they just left me on TV and they turned my cast into a gimmick. I didn't take any time off. I worked every TV. I started doing run-ins on house shows after that too. Uh, so I, I stayed working full time after that, following that broken hand. The next day on Raw, I actually wrestled Goldust and they wanted my whole gimmick to become knocking the opponent out with the cast, you know, using it to my advantage. Little Cowboy Bob? Little Cowboy Bob, yeah. Nice. I like to hear that. Well, good job. It well, was a very thank you. Nice thank you. 2009. 2009. Yes. Now you can take two weeks off and retire, Matt. Yeah. There you go. Take I'm, two weeks off, quit the business. I'm I'm waiting on that. Taking two weeks off, quit the business. I'm just want to be the wheelman for the Hardy Boys Gen Two. Mm. Queen Rebecca, always great to see you here, and we're excited to see what will come of the firm deletion. I know it's going to be great, and. Everyone's going to love that. And I want to remind you guys, too, if you want to be part of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, head on over to AdvertiseWithHardy.com. Get your business, get your promotion you. out in front of thousands and thousands of listeners and viewers every single week. And check out Rebecca Hardy's TikTok as well. Plug that for us. Tell us, where can we find all the Gothic oh, yeah. Baby content? Yeah, Life of a Gothic Baby series on TikTok, on Instagram. It's at Rebby Hardy. R-E-B-Y. Rhymes with Debbie. Rebby Hardy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Rebby. And Matt, of course, every single week we ask our friends who enjoy the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy to leave us that five cinco, five yes. cinco, five star review. Where can they do that? Uh, they can do that in a couple different ways. You can go to Twitter. You can go to Facebook. 
Uh, you can go to Instagram, you can go to the YouTube page and you can leave a comment underneath and tell us what you thought of the particular podcast. And if you get a chance to go to any of our actual podcast outlets and platforms, you know, which would be Apple or uh, Spotify or YouTube, uh, leave us a review and tell us what you liked about it, why it was good. And if you think it's a five star, please give us five Cinco, five Cinco, five stars, because those things help us all greatly. It helps uh, put a lot of equity mm -hmm. into the extreme life of Matt Hardy and it makes other viewers want to come check us out. So glad that we covered this Jeff Hardy feud. I know it's been one of our most talked about topics that people have wanted to hear from on the extreme life of Matt Hardy. And I can't believe that it's already behind us now. Episode 70 in the books here uh, next week. We're going to be talking about someone that I know you've got a lot of respect for in the wrestling world. He's a good friend of yours and he's one of one half of the WWE unified tag team champions. I of course am talking about Mr. Kevin Owens. Oh yeah. Celebrating a birthday. I believe this week, what can people look forward to when we talk about your friend, Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen? I mean, I, I think, I think Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens. I, I think he's a guy who has defied a lot of odds. You know, he was a guy that wasn't built like the typical wrestler was when he was coming up. Always very talented. Um, a great speaker, great promo in two different languages. You know, speaks very fluently in both English and French. And I, I, I knew after working with him in Ring of Honor, like he was a very, very special talent, you know, and there were guys who were very critical of him because his body shape and his body size didn't look like everybody else, but He's just uh, he's he's proved the disbelievers wrong. And uh, and I love to see it. I love to see it. I can't wait to listen to it. Extremehardy.com. Make sure you're subscribed. Anything else you'd like to add, my friend, as we approach the firm deletion? Yeah, uh, tonight, I believe it's going to be at 630 on uh, TNT. Please check it out. The firm deletion. Uh, we're, we're very excited about this. And I think. Regardless of what kind of wrestling fan you are, if you are a diehard fan that love loves the in-ring product uh, through and through more than anything else, I think if you're someone who really loves the entertainment value uh, more than anything else and, and you want a spectacle and, and you want moments and you also want to chuckle a little bit, I think this match has something for everyone. So you're going to enjoy it tonight. The Firm Deletion on AW Rampage at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. I hear noises going on behind you. I believe that means the words have been spoken. This has been the extreme life of Mad Hardy. We'll see you next week. Adios, my friends. <laughs>